Home losing streak. See yourself out. The fans are on their feet. The score clock reads zero. I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is the losing streak at home is over. The bad news, next week you got to pay for your tickets. 30-20. to 20. The Elks have won a home game. Uh, there's Morley Scott on the air last night calling the end of the Elks. Rough Riders game, or no, Red Blacks. Red Blacks. Oh, At least you didn't age. say Renegades. <laughs> uh, and Morley's here now to talk a bit, but you know what, Morley, I, I watched the game last night, and uh, it was fantastic, but give me the, the, the sense of what was going on down at Commonwealth, because I'm going to be honest, watching the games and being at games recently, it hasn't been a lot of fun. It's been pretty mm -hmm. somber, it's been pretty quiet. Yesterday looked like a party. It, it was a great party, uh, for sure. The, I'm so happy for the fans, yeah, yeah, especially because the ones that are going to games now, they're the hardcore. They're oh, the yeah. guys Guys <laughs> who have been who have probably been to eighteen to twenty of the twenty two straight losses. Some of them have been at all of them, and yeah. uh, I'm, I, I hope those who had been at all twenty two didn't take last night off <laughs> and not be there for. It. But yeah, it was a great party. First, the, the halftime ceremony for Terry Vaughn was, yes. was yep. terrific. Yep. Uh, they did a great job on that. So cool to see uh, all his former teammates. You know, Ricky Ray was there, and there's about seventeen or eighteen former teammates, uh, coaches, and, and training staff that was there with him, which was great. And what I really liked was the Elks came out early from the dressing room with nine minutes to go at halftime. They're on the field watching the ceremony which kind of tells oh, you the really, respect eh? that the organization has for Terry Vaughn. Chris Jones knows him from, yep. from way back when. So yeah, so that was that was kind of cool. Uh, post game was unbelievable. Shay, yeah. like they always had fans down on the field afterwards, right? Yeah. But yeah. there was way more last night. And they usually, I don't know what the clock is, but they usually put on a 15 minute timer and then they kind of push them down to one end and up the stairs and out. Yeah. Last night they let them go for probably an extra half hour. There was so much fun going on down on the field. Players came out of the dressing room after and they were mingling with the fans and talking with them and it was just a great atmosphere. Uh, and it's, it's just, everybody just deserves it. Yeah. After so long, and, everybody and, just deserves it. And it's so important, Morley. This is the, thing right i mean okay it's one game they they got they're, they're yeah. two and nine let's not get carried yeah. fine but you know what it, it's just it's something positive it's something that i think means so much to the franchise you know you're heading into labor day all of a sudden people are like wow they're feeling good about it i, I don't want to go too overboard on it but I, i'm gonna say this and maybe i'll catch you off guard i don't know but i think last night might have been a franchise altering win could be for yeah. this team. No, I think you're right. Because of the big picture that they're in, because of the attendance drops, because of the losing streak, because of everything else, the, all the changes that have gone on. I think last night was a, a, a could have been a franchise altering win that really cemented the base fan group. And, and I think now, now they got to get with it and run, right? Now they've yeah. got to, they've yeah. got to put a streak together. They got to bring the fans back. I mean, a win in Calgary on Labor Day would bring out a I'm guessing just a fantastic crowd for the Saturday oh, for rematch sure. game. So, yeah, it's they got things going in the right direction. Teams playing so much better, and and you know it's 22 games. It's a long, long time. I, I don't count days because I think that's stupid. Uh, because there's COVID in there, yeah, and exactly, you can't you yeah. can't win games in the off Four season, years, right? Other, you know, yeah, yeah. there was 22 days where they had a chance to win, and they didn't. I'll give you know, and 22 games is a long, long, long it time. Is. It's unacceptable. Yeah, uh, but it's it's cool that it's over, and and the celebration. For it was was pretty. The sounds in the dressing room, and we we're talking to players on our post game show last night. The the background sound was just unbelievable. Like they were so happy. And, and again, I'll do it again. I've done it a couple of times. Particular shout out to Tanner Green and Scott Hutter, who okay. were the only two players left who were 
in the game on October 12, 2019. Are you when they serious? last two won guys? at home. So there's two guys left. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Oh, I went uh, I went I went over uh I went over a lot of things and and I, and I said this earlier when I was talking to the guys on on this morning. Uh since they last won at home, this organization has had two names, three presidents, two general managers, four head coaches and gone through a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> that puts it in perspective. Like you said, you don't want to get too far ahead, but I think if you take a look at uh, just talking about this Labor Day game, um, it's an entirely different feel about it than it was two weeks ago. I don't think anybody was paying too much attention to it, um, except for the diehards. Now I think everybody, hey, it's a Labor Day classic. This is good for football in Alberta. It's good for yep. league. I understand it's two struggling teams, but people who care about a Labor Day Classic between Calgary and Edmonton, that's good for the CFL. Absolutely. 100%. And we need strong teams everywhere. Totally. And, and Edmonton's struggling with attendance. Calgary's struggling with attendance. Uh, they're both struggling on the field this year. Uh, the Elks have two wins. The Stampeders have three wins. Uh, a share of, I guess, fourth place in the yeah, West yeah. is up for grabs in this game. And then uh, a chance to take over fourth place the next week in the rematch game. I think it's going to be a great couple of weeks. Uh, especially if the Elks win the first game and move into a tie in the standings, then it's just gonna it's gonna create such a great atmosphere. There's always a good atmosphere in Calgary, totally, totally. but it's gonna be such a great atmosphere here for the rematch game coming up the following Saturday. So yeah, it's there's a, there's a lot on the line for sure. I, I don't know if you're into the the business of predictions or not, but I mean, are we getting ahead? Like, I mean, two wins is two wins. We love it, but I mean, to talk about okay, oh, suddenly they're gonna leapfrog Calgary and move into that fourth spot. Well, here's the thing: it's it's two wins, but you go back they're they been playing a little bit better. I mean, uh, a lot of guys have told me that 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 loss to Winnipeg uh, three weeks ago, Trey Ford's first game at quarterback, they good. They that good. was the building block for yeah. what we've seen the last two games. Yep. I mean, they took the best team in the league and had a twenty-two nothing lead on at them the in half. the first half. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know. It was it was a little bit less than that at the half. I think because Winnipeg got some points late, but uh, and then ended up giving up the lead and losing the game. But they, I think, they all sat in their lockers after the game and said. We hung with the best yeah, team in the league yeah. for over a half. Not only hung with them, but we dominated them. We had a three-score lead, right? So I think that helped prepare them. They went into Hamilton. They got the win in Hamilton. They come home. They end the streak. They get the win at home over Ottawa. So, you know, who are the teams they got to catch? And this has been, you know, played to death. But it's it's Hamilton, it's Ottawa, it's Calgary. they got to catch those yep. three teams if they're going to make the playoffs. Well, they beat Hamilton. They beat Ottawa. Now they got Calgary twice. And then if you if you happen to beat Calgary twice... Uh, then you got Saskatchewan just ahead of them. You're close to them. They've only got five wins this year, right? So who knows what can happen? You're right. It, it, and and the bottom line again, it's good for the league. Absolutely, hundred percent. And, and you, you know, it it can happen. I'm not saying this team is like the 2015 team, but that team at, at this time of year turned it around and won ten straight games. I'm not yeah. saying this year's team is anywhere near that team because uh, they won the Great Cup in 2015, right? But uh, it can happen, and and you don't have to win. Ten in a row now. You just have to win. You know, you got. You know, they're, they played eleven games, so you got seven left. You win four or five, maybe you got a chance to to make a playoff spot, and then who knows what happens, right? In, in anything, it's a one game show off. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in Calgary? They're, they're going to be okay. Like, I mean, typically, it's so weird to be talking about Edmonton and Calgary as the struggling franchises mm-hmm. in the West because they've been uh, dominant for so long. Yeah, usually these these games at Labor Day, you know, over the years, a lot of times they've been for 
first or second totally. place, right? Always, but yeah. now it's, uh, it's, it's to stay out of the basement, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Calgary, Jake Mayer's thrown a bunch of yards. I'm not convinced yet. Uh, he's, you know, he, he just throws a ton of yards. Um, uh, they just seem to be out of sync a little bit. Yeah, they're just yeah. not as, they're just not playing the way that we're used to seeing a Calgary Stampeders team play. And, and, you know, we've said for 10 years, we've always said this is the year Calgary drops off. Right. Uh, right. I, I think this obviously is the year they've dropped off a little bit. They started last year, but they lost too many guys in, in, in the offseason through free agency and weren't able to plug the holes well enough. Um, you know, and again, it's, it's not over for them either. There's still half a season to go for the, for the Stampeders too. So, uh, we'll see, but uh, they're, they're not a great, great football team right now and not playing very well. So, you know, they've, they've had stretches where you go, wow, that's pretty good. And then, yeah, yeah. oh, they look awful, right? So, yeah. Yeah, well, hey, you know what the good news is, Martin? You, you're in here talking about the Labor Day Classic, and if the Elks didn't win last night, you wouldn't be. So yep. we're, we're in a much better position where I think if we can get a little wind in the sails of the CFL and football in Alberta, I'll take it. I love it. Yeah, Tor- Toronto's, you know, they always talk about Toronto. They yeah, need to have, yeah. the, you know, they're, they're the flagship kind of because they're in the biggest city yeah, and yeah, the yeah. most important city. They're having a great year. Their attendance is still not great, but it's, it's, it's better and they're having a better time there. They're a good team. Montreal's a better team than they've been that everybody expects. So there's lots of bright spots, and the TV ratings are soaring. Are they in the Canadian Football League? Yeah, they're oh, up. I mean, there was that that great game, uh, Saskatchewan game, uh, a couple of weeks ago, seven hundred seventy-five thousand, three quarters of a million people watched it. It was the highest rated yeah. game of the year. So there are people. They're not going to games, but they're still watching and they're still passionate about the Canadian Football League. Except Saskatchewan, Winnipeg. You watch those games on TV, and those buildings look just like a great. Even time. those ones are down. The Winnipeg's got the best attendance. I think they've had. I was looking at it yesterday. I think they've had three or four home games over thirty thousand. Great. Okay. Um, and they're the only team that's got those kind of numbers. The the Riders are right around twenty eight thousand, a lot twenty nine thousand yep, yep. for some games. Um, the Elks game two weeks ago um, was nineteen thousand. It's the first time they've been under twenty thousand ever at Commonwealth Stadium. Oh, yeah, I mean, 30, except 30 for that one game, except for that one game when Las Vegas played a home game here and <laughs> they didn't go to season ticket. There was like sixteen thousand right at the, in the American Experiment when it went bad. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So attendance is an issue, and it's a it's a gate driven league, right? So totally is. They got to work on it, and more exciting football is going to help. Yeah, some positive and, and signs. You, yeah, can't awesome. com- you can't complain about what you're seeing right now from the CFL on the field. Oh, no. It, it's fun. It yeah. is. It always is. It's a great game. I love watching CFL. Okay. Morley, thanks very much. We'll look forward to uh, Labor Day Classic on Monday. And rematch is Saturday, right? They moved it off to Fridays a few years back, right? Yeah, a few years back. They moved it back from uh, from Fridays. It gives the players an extra, an extra day to rest, and I also think it gives the Calgary people a chance to drive up. To go to a Saturday oh, yeah, game instead of coming after go. work on Friday, right? So yeah, yeah, good I think point, that yeah. was a, I think that was a key move uh, for Calgary because I know Edmonton fans love going to Calgary for Labor Day. Oh yeah, for and sure. It should be the other way around too.